0: How's it going, everybody, and welcome to This Week in Points and Travel. I am your host, J.P. Buffett. On this week's episode, we'll be discussing the potential merger between Choice Hotels International and Wyndham's Hotels and Resorts. Stay tuned. So we start the podcast off with this crazy story about a man suing an airline because his business class flight didn't measure up to his expectations. Now, this story comes from yourmileagemayvary.com and it talks about a young man named Brody Chapman who spends his time between Australia and the UK. And on this particular occasion, he decides to take an Emirates flight from Oslo Airport in Norway to Dubai International Airport in well, in Dubai. And he did this back in April of uh, 2023 of this year. And he claimed that his business class flight did not give him business class treatment, even though he's paid over $3,000 for his seat. And therefore, he is now suing Emirates for a reported $5,000. He uh, said to the Daily Mail Australia that they, Emirates, advertise this fancy product like the Uh, 777s, which I think are Boeings, and the A308s, which I think is an Airbus. And the plane that he got on, and I quote, um, was absolutely disgusting. He sounds like a very charming fellow. He goes on to say the plane that, that, uh, that he was on, they did not advertise and is about 23 years old. He goes on to say, none of the services that they advertised were available on this flight. The seat was grubby. There were socks in the side of his chair the seat did not recline properly and one of the screens one of the television screens was broken and there was a stain on the seat you know that does not sound like this guy is having a good time um but apparently he actually flies emirates pretty regularly this is actually i should say he's a 20 year old man (laughs) and he says he flies emirates pretty regularly about 20 times a year i want your job But, yeah, he says he he, he uh, flies them about 20 times a year, and he pays, you know, basically premium for this product because they are a luxury product when it comes to airlines. And he doesn't mind paying that because he doesn't mind paying for the luxury. But, yeah, he goes on to say that, well, sorry, Emirates replies, um, and they said that they state on their website that not all planes are the same, and it depends on the route, which makes sense. You know, you're not going to get, you know, every – uh Delta's uh you know Delta uh one lounge sorry, Delta One um flight is not going to be the same uh, for each push go. There's gonna be differences because of different planes and different routes. And they uh you know they offered him twenty thousand skyward miles. This is uh Emirates' uh royalty currency, um, as a compensation, which at a value of about three cents per point is about six hundred bucks. Now, you know, it's not 3000 he paid for the flight, but at the same time, it's not nothing. Um, it is compensation. But obviously, Brody does not agree. Therefore, he is suing. And this is not the first time this has happened, actually. Another man by the name of Mark Morgan from New Zealand actually successfully sued Emirates for over $12,000 the month prior to uh, this Brody situation. Um, so in, in the article goes on to say that he's actually been asked for advice other passengers. And actually, Brody might want be one of those passengers. Um, at least that's what they allege in the article. Um, but yeah, only time will tell what's gonna happen with this wacky story. But personally, uh, I think it's a bit much, you know? I mean, yeah, the flight screwed up, you know, wasn't exact, exactly the expectations, but I get it though. You're paying twenty, thirty thousand dollars sorry, you're paying $3,000 for a flight. You know, maybe 20,000 miles is not the best, you know? But in my experience also, Sometimes grievances can be a bit exaggerated, you know, but yeah, I I don't know. Maybe this guy's stuff is genuine, Um, but only time will show how this story will play out. And if I get any updates, I will be sure to update you potentially in our rapid fire section. But with that in mind, I will still be using points to fly Emirates and not pay $3,000 because just in case, I don't want that seat. (laughs) Um, I'm only joking. Well, mostly. On to our Rapid Fire segment. On the dock today, the first things first is United is back on this podcast. And they that is because they are cutting their Boston to London leg. This is their only non-hub leg uh, to London. This is bad news for Flyers who are United loyalists that love flying to London. I realize this is a very niche group. But, you know, bad news for them. Chase has increased their bonuses on all Avios earning cards. So that means your is your British Airways or Iberia's of the world. They're giving you 75,000 Avios points after $5,000 in spend. This is a bit much for my blood, and I'm not really a fan of the cards, but in the right person's hands, this might be pretty useful. And finally, Plastic has filed for bankruptcy. This is a sad moment because they were a great way for um, people to hit that uh, minimum spend for welcome offers, or so I've been told, I've not actually done this myself. But you know, they say this is a result of the Silicon Valley Bank or SVB debacle back in March. But yeah, we shall see what will happen moving forward for Plastic after they file this chapter 11 bankruptcy. And that is our rapid fire segment. So finally, our main story for this week, uh, we've actually heard a few rumblings around the travel space about two hotel chains that are coming to merge together. Yes, this is an exclusive story uh, published in the Wall Street Journal. And these two hotels that are being considered here are Choice Hotels International and Wyndham Hotels and Resorts. These two chains are considered the more budget-friendly hotels um, of the major change. That includes your Marriott's, your Hyatt's, and your Hiltons. But this merger can be a big deal for Choice, as similar to uh, when Marriott merged with SPG. So on today's podcast, I want to talk about who Choice Hotels International are, the potential merger between them and Wyndham, and how this might affect the points and travel community. So let's start off with talking about who Choice Hotels International are. So, Choice was founded back in 1939 in Florida um, with a chain of about seven motels, and over the years, they've gone through a few different name changes. I believe back in 1972, they were called uh, the Quality Inns before uh, getting their official name in 1990, uh, again, Choice Hotels International. And the flagship brand of Choice is the Comfort Brand, so you can think about places like the Comfort Inn and such. And this gives people a very, a very budget friendly option, mainly for the road traveler, the road tripper. And Choice Hotels at the moment has over 7,000 properties worldwide with many more under construction. I've actually heard that they have, a, you know, pretty nice presence in Scandinavia, but, you know, again, that is not, that's secondhand, so I don't actually know myself. But if I go to Norway, you know, I will let you know. I will probably not be flying an Emirates flight. Um... But yes, Choice has also launched a new credit card with Wells Fargo. This is after their recent split from Barclays, which might be pretty important uh, for this story. This change was actually, uh, did some good for both Choice and Wells Fargo as they're trying to make a dent in the hotel card space, which is dominated by Chase and Amex with their Hyatt, uh, Hilton, and Marriott cards. Um, it's actually funny. I remember, uh, you know, Staying at a quality end as a kid. It's, this might actually be a pretty significant impact because, you know, it'll, it'll allow more people to choose between different types of cars. Maybe they'll, they they do not want to have the luxury travel. Maybe they want to be more of a road trip, budget friendly type of person. So this change might be pretty potential for that specific individual who also is in the credit card space. Um, but I want to move on now to the potential merger with Wyndham. So, an exclusive report by the Wall Street Journal says that Choice Hotels International is looking to buy Wyndham Hotels and Resorts, and they say this deal could create one of the biggest budget hotel owners in America. I'll talk about that more in a second, but yeah, this is mainly because um, you know Choice In, sorry, Choice Hotels is looking to get places like the Days Inn and whatnot, which are very budget friendly. But again, this is not serious talks at the moment. But Choice Hotels, if they wanted to do this, um, they'll probably be going through the shareholders of Wyndham since they are both publicly traded companies. you got to listen to your shareholders. We can think about the Tesla thing happening. Sorry, not Tesla. the, The Twitter thing happened with Elon Musk last year, which is crazy if you ask me. But that is how public companies work, I guess. You are beholden to the shareholders. If this merger were to go through, it will combine Choice's 7,000 hotels with Wyndham's 90, uh, 9,000, over 9,000 hotels, making over 16,000 hotels total, which is a crazy figure if you ask me. This will cause a big shakeup in the sector and it might actually lead to changes on the credit card space as well. Um, as of now, Wyndham's status match, uh, is with other hotel chains. You can think of the Hyatts. Sorry, they have the uh, Hilton's of the world, also with uh, uh, places in uh, Vegas like MGM, um, the status matches. They also have a car, they also have a hotel card with Barclays, like I said earlier, a uh, choice actually recently left. So, this is something like this has happened before, actually, like I said earlier, with the Marriott SBG merger. SBG had cards with um, American Express, and Marriott had cards with Chase. When they combine or when they merge into one, uh, Marriott, uh, one Marriott hotel system, they, uh, kept their cards with both Chase and American Express, but they just rebrand them all as Marriott carts. So on American side, sorry, yeah, on American Express side, you have your, uh, um, Marriott Brilliance and on the Chase card you have, side you have your, uh, Ritz-Carlton's, your, um, Boundless, uh, Bomber Boundless, uh, cards like that. And I must stress that these are just talks, um, they are, you know, just rumblings that are going around that have been reported by the Wall Street Journal. At the end of the day, though, this might be really good for the budget traveler as it can lower prices uh, as everything is becoming consolidated. But on the flip side, it can also be bad because it has less t- competition in the sector, which could raise prices. But yeah, only time will tell how these events will play out. And that is it for this episode. If you like the podcast, please leave a like, comment, or a review. And until next time guys, peace.